0: Hello and welcome to The RevOps Show. The four most dangerous and damaging words in any tech implementation are, all we need is. People want outcomes that come from low effort, cost, and things associated with a simple CRM build. But if it were that easy, everyone would already be doing it. Jess picked this episode for our Best of RevOps show series because her and Doug cover some key things everyone should have in mind when implementing a CRM and what the real cost is. Doug and Jess also dig into how status quo can impact the implementation. This episode is part of a series that we put on not too long ago. We'd highly recommend that you listen to the rest of the series after this episode. And you can find that in our resources on our website. So with that, let's get into the episode.
1: Jess! Doug! There we go! That's what I'm talking about. That is what I'm talking about. It's time to get things started. You know what I could go for right now? A nap? Well, that, that's a safe answer with me. Um, but other than a nap.
2: I, I don't
1: I could know. Go for, I could go for an ice cream sandwich right now.
2: Well, that does sound good.
1: That does sound good. I don't know why, but like something like about 20 minutes ago, I just was like, you know... We
2: were on a we were on a call with a client and they were eating uh, Famous Amos cookies this week and I've been craving uh, Famous Amos cookies ever since.
1: <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. By the way, for those of you that noticed that I left, uh, my wife's back home. My dog disappeared and I heard a little rumbling and uh, she is definitely into the phase where the entire world is her chew toy and there's very little now that she can't get to Jess. Very, very, very. Well, little.
2: Well, she's like she's like the size of a human. So, like a full-grown adult she human. Is. So,
1: she she lies on the bed sometimes, fully out, like her. So her front paws up and her back paws back, and I think she takes up more. Of the I think she's taller than me if you go paw to paw. She
2: she you let her on the bed? We don't let Max on the bed.
1: What's the point of having a dog if you don't let him on the bed?
2: No, Max hasn't earned his right to be on the. Bed
1: oh my god she she comes on that there there she is everybody look
2: look, see we have a guest star dakota's here
1: here we go let's see she doesn't usually she doesn't usually show herself when we're doing these things there she is there she is you see those everybody it's been raining you see that (laughs) that's all through the house all through the house um oh yeah she comes on um she wrestles she pushes people out of the way she uh the other night i guess she was she was doing something and she actually she started kicking her paws and she kicked me right in the kidney Ugh. and it, yeah, it hurt yeah it was like yeah it's uh i mean uh, you know it, 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 she i she's work running
2: she's running the house at this point oh yeah I mean, basically. oh easily easily basically,
1: basically. easily, easily. <laughs> all right jess well we're we're um
2: Part two. part two.
1: Part part two. two. It's part two or part two and a half.
2: Part two and a half.
1: Part one point six seven. Didn't you okay. didn't you ever see Naked Gun movies?
2: Oh yeah. Okay.
1: Naked Gun yeah. Part two and a half?
2: Yeah. Wasn't it okay. I don't remember. Yeah. So is this a sequel
1: to the previous episode?
2: This is a this is a sequel. Everybody's in waiting.
1: Or is it a continuation?
2: Anticipating. Continuation. Not the sequel. Or is it a reboot? Continuation. Oh my god. Welcome to my life, everyone.
1: We're back on Friday afternoon, everybody.
2: We, we, um, we are. We are. I don't did, know that Friday morning was any better, but...
1: Did, did I just jump the chart? Oh, see how I'm weaving that all together? But I'm bummed. Oh, my knowledge of the, entertainment, of, 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 of the entertainment jargon. Yeah. Um, yeah, so what are we talking about, Jess? I can't remember.
2: I don't know, because we've had a week today. It's been a hell of a week. That's Friday, yeah, but I know you. I know
1: you did a lot of prep. I know you are. I am super. To
2: go. I'm super duper prepared for this. Um, what to expect when you're expecting a CRM implementation part two? That's what we're, what we're
1: it's doing. a doing. Creative I'm I'm curious who came up with that one.
2: <laughs> I wonder. I so wonder. We're talking
1: about cost, The cost of uh, the cost of CRM implementation.
2: Yep. Yep.
1: I think I think your takeaway last week was it is unwise to pay too little, but it's worse to pay too much when you pay too little. Yep. So when you pay too much, you might lose a little bit of money, but yep. that's all if you pay too little, you may lose the thing that lose you lose everything
2: uh,
1: yeah you um, and and so I think we talked um, about the prime directive last time, and I think that, that I want to make sure that we emphasize that because that really drives the context of this entire conversation and by the way, if you don't take into account the prime directive, you can't really calculate the cost um, and and more on that in a minute but the prime directive is the business process must drive the technology the technology should never dictate the business process um and i'll probably give a little bit of a corollary to that uh later on today um talked about kind of different approaches to implementation different types of implementation and just to bring everybody up to date that um hasn't listened to the previous episode we've gotten a lot of good feedback on it so far
2: mm-hmm.
1: i heard uh your mom said really good things about my it. my
2: mom my mom thought it was um, amazing
1: you know, the key to comedy is being able to stick with it on a sustained period for a sustained period. Um, I promise you, next inbound, someone's gonna ask you about your mom.
2: Somebody somebody is. And you know what? At some point I need to have Karen watch the show so she can see just how much we talk about her.
1: I thought she does.
2: Yeah. Yeah. All the time. She doesn't know what
1: you told me that she did. I actually thought like this whole thing started because I thought she actually watched and listened she 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 has she has listened to a few episodes for okay. sure so the, the topic of revops didn't keep her attention
2: no and i and know i don't, don't want to i don't really want to stay on here what she, she said <laughs> there was a slight to me
1: okay well we'll save that for a future episode everybody yep. um yep. so so what we're talking about is a full implementation um in the category that colloquially, we refer to as rip and replace. So so yep. you are either coming from no real system, or you're using an existing system. Um, and, and, and I would say that, that well, actually, we're going to get into um, areas of consideration, et cetera, so I can, I can get into that. Um, and then also, one of the things that we talked about last time is a critical choice you have to make is, are you going to, you know, what a critical decision you have to make is what's your platform choice? Yep, And there are basically three platform types. There's the work in you're using a single tool. Um, yep. Primarily, it's driving everything. So that is in you know, I, the, the best example of that the leader in that um, platform choice would be HubSpot. Mm-hmm. There's the build on So the work in the build on that is where you're going to be using multiple systems tied together through good integration, et cetera, the, the leader there um, is Salesforce. Yep. Um, and then the third is what I refer to as the no platform platform where you're basically going to use a series of point solutions. Um, you may have various integrations, um, but you're not really um, platforming. And, and you can listen to the previous episode. We do get into, I think, some important elements about what what that platform decision means, because so much of what your experience is going to be, and by the way, so much of where the costs are going to get allocated, are going to be based on what is that platform decision. Yep. So that was um, a summary of our uh, first episode. Yep.
2: So now let's dig into. Oh. There we so go. So now
1: let's 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 get let's let's get to part two. <laughs>
2: All right. So let's start with what you, what you just mentioned areas of consideration. So what, what are the, what are kind of the key things that you can, you could consider when you're doing a CRM implementation?
1: So I think some of the key considerations are um, how big is the team? Mm -hmm. Um, And if you think about the team, um, you need to think about company roles. Like how how big is the company? Um, So how many people does the company have or, 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 where you're working is divisionally based, how many people does the division have? Mm-hmm. Um, how many people are um, market facing in either a support position? So by the way, um, you know if you have an accounts receivable clerk, um I'm sorry, if you have accounts payable clerk, that is probably you probably don't need to consider that person, but you do need to consider finance roles because they do support, they impact and are impacted directly by market-facing go-to-market actions. So so you need to think in terms of, um, you know, the indirect elements, which by the way, also gets to a major choice in terms of your, your platform decision because access is a key thing. Um, how many people are directly involved in the go-to-market um, areas and how many people are, um, in active, direct um, interaction roles with customers, prospects, um, and that greater community, right? So who's so so salespeople, yep. service reps, sales managers, um, people like that. Those are the people that are in you know active roles. Um, you're in some organizations, especially you know if you're looking at. Two, three, four hundred. You might look. You know, VPs might actually not be in that direct role. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, assistance, You know, what what's what's your estimation team? Um, your deal desk, like the, the all those things need to kind of come together when you think about yep. what the team size is. I, I, I think some of the key places of delineation are um, if your if your direct customer interactive team size is less than ten. I think probably then 10, you know, 10 to 25, 25 to 50, 50 to about 100, 100 to 250, 300, 300 to 1000, 1000 or more, those are kind of some of the key bands um, that I would that I would think about in terms of direct roles. Mm -hmm. Um, We're going to be talking, you know, what what we're going to talk about today applies you know, absolutely, to 50 seats or more, uh, you know, 50 direct or more, um, and 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 you know, I would say also, you know, for the most part applies to to 25 or more. I think what we're going to talk about has application to everything, but some of the formulas and key pieces sure. around that, as you get under 25, I think that there's a lot more variance to what we're talking about. So team size is is a um is a critical element of. Um, of consideration and, and, and realize that what you have to take into account is you have to take into account Metca- Metcalf's law. And of course, you know, Metcalf's law, don't you, Jess? Um, Metcalf's law is a law about networks, right? And, and so each node you add doesn't yep. increase by one, right? And, and, and in some ways you think, well, if I'm going from one to two, that's a hundred percent increase. So clearly that's a lot more complicated than if I go from, you know, 99 to a hundred. Right. But the reality is you know 100 adds more complexity now you know maybe 99 to 100 is isn't as um big enough but but if you think about it those bands that I gave you yeah those bands that I just talked about the, those are levels of complexity um that, that that need to be considered um then the other area that gets into your level le, um level of complexity is you do need to take into account what is your greater tech stack um, what and by the way, market facing and non market facing. So what other technology is the company using front end back end? Um, you know, what's your ERP your finance system? What's your what, what, what are you using in your go to market motions, et cetera? Mm-hmm. Because, you know, and I, I keep seeing all kinds of numbers. I mean, I, I saw something from a reasonably credible source, you know smb's on average have 300 sas applications i can't really find that well i find it, it it's either hard to believe or you start defining sas SaaS applications as right i mean i know one 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 thing is you know, uh, gmail or outlook that is a sas application and i go sure okay yeah it is but you know um and again i get it i get that it isn't it but um you know the 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 number um the number of applications that you're using are mushrooming the cost of managing that are mushrooming Mm -hmm. Um, and so you know that that is gonna you know really what you're trying to do when, when we talk about this area um is you're you're trying to account for um your loc by the way this is going to be a fun episode because we've been wrestling with a lot of the thoughts here that's why for those yeah. of you that haven't figured this out yet this is one of the reasons why we were doing this podcast is we're trying like these is, this is our topic is we're actually trying to wrestle to, to to tighten um our definitions and explanations so you're going to hear some you know it's like we're going to be creating some new stuff on this podcast right and, yep but um so loc um so I, um, by the way, I'm, some people are going to listen to this and they're going to be like, oh, my God, I can't believe you didn't know this, Doug. But I didn't until I think it was a couple of weeks ago. Someone put, um, you know, they needed to understand what the what the LOE was, mm-hmm. was going to be. And I'm like, OK, what what is okay, that? that? That's LOE what I was going to ask you. Level, level of, of effort. effort.
2: OK. Yeah. Level of All right.
1: right. Um, so LOC is level of complexity. OK. Um, and, and here's the thing, the four most damaging words. In any tech implementation.
2: All you need is. Or all I need is. All I need, it. Is, all all I I need, need it.
1: is. All I need is. Right? All I need Everyone, is. Everybody wants simple. That's what they say. Let's keep it simple. Let's keep it simple. Let's keep it simple. Um, and, the, and the problem is... Oh, actually, there was... Um, I, I saw this. This was a quote that I picked up. Um, I think it was actually Brian Halgen who shared it. Where is it? Where... where simplicity on this side of complexity or on this side of complexity is worthless simplicity on the other side of complexity is invaluable. It's something like that. It's an Oliver Wendell Holmes quote. I shared it after my, uh, after I had a quote, when, when, when was our last blue team meeting, Jess?
2: That was last week. I would not give a fig for the simplicity this side of complexity, but I would give my life for the complexity there you or, go. for the simplicity on the other side of complexity. Right. That's the
1: quote. And 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 here's what that means as it relates to CRM implementation. Um, and it was Oliver Wendell Home. so I butchered the quote horribly, but I did get the source correct. You did. You didn't get the source correct. Um, what you know? What this means is, is the. Is the build simple? Or is the execution simple? Right. And, and what people want, and I get it, because I want it too. yeah, is they want the level of effort and cost associated with a simple build with the outcomes that come from simple execution. Right. And this is where the inverse complexity law or the inverse friction principle, comes in and that and the inverse complexity law is the level of complexity in a user's experience has an inverse relationship to the complexity that went in to creating that experience right yep. so you tell me how complex your situation is then tell me how much you embrace that complexity and build and i'll be able to tell you when done right i'm not saying that if you put a complex system together we've got calls law that comes right. in lots of laws today, but I'm not saying you I'm not saying that that a complex build means a simple implementation or you know simple execution. I am saying that embracing and managing the complexity in the build is required for a simple implementation right, right? and th- and this is why um i mean this is this is where the biggest cost of of CRM comes in, which is depending upon what research you look at, 50 to 70% of CRM implementations fail to deliver on their intended results. Um, and, and and so you've got to grasp what your level of complexity is, so that you can make sure that you're matching the strategy, the effort and the resources yep. to get the payoff that you're looking for.
2: Yep. Yep. So that's a that's a perfect segue into Are you saying segue- that that's brilliant? I, I did not use the word brilliant, but then ever, it the didn't come out of my list. <laughs> um, so let's talk about the different types of costs that you have associated with with an implementation.
1: Yeah, th- th- this gets to everybody's favorite buzzword, but nobody knows what it means. And, and, and by the way, I'm including me in that. I use this term all the time, and then I, then I hope people don't ask me to explain it. You know, what's the total cost of ownership? And 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 just so, what what professional sport are you a fan of? Basketball. Basketball. Okay. Um, So who's your favorite basketball player of all time?
2: Oh, I don't know. Who's the best basketball
1: player in your opinion?
2: Oh, Michael Jordan's the best basketball player of all time. Um, I was I was going to actually say Larry Bird's probably my favorite all time, but but yeah, Michael Jordan's the best.
1: Which 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 player costs more, um, Michael Jordan or? Scotty um, Pippen. Who, no, 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 no. I don't know. I don't want to go. Scotty oh, Pippen. You don't um, want to go. Like who, who's who's somebody on the bench of San uh, the who's on the bench of the San Antonio Spurs.
2: Oh my god, I don't even know anymore. Um, you could go. Monday well, anyways, so no, so probably, so, yeah.
1: so you know Michael Jordan in his in I think in his highest year just on basketball, I think he got paid like thirty five or forty million dollars a year.
2: Yeah.
1: The guy on the bench is getting paid six hundred thousand dollars a year. Right. Maybe he's getting paid a million dollars yeah. a year. Which, yeah. Which Which one Which one is lower cost? Oh. Um, Michael Jordan. Well, be, Michael be... Jordan.
2: So why do you say that?
1: How many championships did Michael Jordan win? Six. I believe it was
2: five. Six. six.
1: <laughs> win six championships. Um, yeah. What's that worth? How how many people came to basketball, to came to yeah. a basketball oh, okay. game I see what for saying. Michael Jordan? Yeah. right? Well, and, know, look, yeah. Look at just, the attendance. And
2: not just, just bull fans. I mean. Right. like, Right. Yeah.
1: Right. So, so. He had a higher price sure. but he costs less
2: yeah okay
1: right i i i used to ask the question you know who who's uh who's lower cost tom brady or rex grossman rex grossman got paid 115th 1, 15th, 1 of what tom brady got paid, right but you know he, he was a higher cost
2: mm-hmm.
1: right and 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 so that's really you know if, if you get if you haven't defined the business process and by the way here's the corollary to that right the business objective has to drive the process the process shouldn't drive the objective right and so one of the difficulties that you have when you're talking about crm implementation is nobody wants to nobody hires us nobody that i'm aware of implements a new crm because they look at it and they go you know what i just want a better crm implementation i want our crm to be just designed a little bit better i mean i don't want anything to change i want to win the blue ribbon award." For, for best implementation. CRM implementation. I went I went yeah. the CRM. You no, know, it's no, there's a business outcome sure. that needs to be achieved. Now the interesting thing is, and I love the promotion of it, you know, companies who have used XYZ CRM experience 67% more growth than right. So and so bought our CRM and generated fifty million dollars more pipeline after. Oh okay. Like I get. It, that, it is both that, that statement is both fair and unfair, because in and of itself, the CRM didn't create the $50 million of pipeline now it can enable that. Right, right. But it's the business process that, that um, leads to that. And, and, and so the danger is, you know, CRM is a process improvement initiative. And so if the process isn't clearly connected to the outcome, if the process isn't connected to the performance, then, then changing the process doesn't necessarily change performance. And by the way, and changing what enables the process doesn't necessarily change the process. And, and, and what I mean by that is if you, and, you know, we can say our least favorite customer in the world is the one that hires us. And then every time we talk about how we need to do something is, well, no, no, that's not how we do it. Yeah. No, no, no. That's not how we do it.
2: Right. It's like, okay, well,
1: wait a second. If you wanted to change the CRM to just do what you were already doing, then, I mean, please don't take this the wrong way, but why'd you change the CRM? Yep. Um, you know, you're, you're not going to get a different outcome. You're, you're probably going to get a worse outcome because you just added change for no real reason. Um, and so you need to understand what are you trying to accomplish, right? And, and, and I always refer, you know, there's two parts to our business. We've got our process improvement, our process transformation side and our performance transformation side. Now, I think mm-hmm. one of the things that makes us special is, is that we have deep expertise on, on both sides, right. but, but if they're not connected, then you don't necessarily get the performance improvement and, and it's the performance. That, that that drives the cost, so that that connects to the first area of of cost that I think about mm-hmm. is speed versus velocity, right? I, I call it the velocity cost, if you will, right? I see people that do you have to do thirty percent more with this system. Yeah, right? that means I have to run thirty percent faster. Yep, to just. To Just Get
2: keep do, do what you were doing right? before, yeah
1: right yep. Um, and, and and by the way, one of the things that happens, especially in today's world, because everyone is at everyone's an overstatement, but eighty percent plus of people in in, in these roles we're, we're at near exhaustion points points, right and 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 so we're already for the most part going as fast as we can. Mm -hmm. um and and I see too often that we add technology for the promise of enablement and we end up just creating one more thing that somebody has to manage right it kind of cracks me up when I take a look at what a lot of people are talking about in terms of growth of revenue operations functions and and one and and I want to emphasize I mean this is the RevOps show right this is like the top producing RevOps show on Spotify from what I understand um, so I'm a fan of RevOps right mm-hmm. I'm right I love RevOps I and no offense to anybody I was we were talking about RevOps before yeah you know we were talking about RevOps when people looked at us and said we're what, what's RevOps what's RevOps huh? now people now we now we talk about RevOps people go oh okay yeah cool and they still yeah. really don't know what no like they still have the question but they're now too ashamed to actually ask what does that mean um but this idea, and I'm looking, I'm looking at mushroom, mushrooming growth, in 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 headcounts in RevOps teams, and I'm and I sometimes ask the question, well, oh, wait a second, if if we're creating a better path of, wh- why do, like, should, you know, technology has been promising more, you know, more gain for the buck, Yeah. but I want to know why do the costs keep going up? When 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 do they? when does that turn i get i get i gotta invest i gotta i gotta prime the pump but at some point the curve has, has to come down and and the reason is is that so much of what we're doing is about speed 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 when what we really need to be thinking about is, is velocity um, how is this separating the signal from the noise one of the big things that i see is you know if you think about your implementation and you think about whatever tool you're going to select too often it just generates it generates more of everything and, and, and the difficulty is because the signal is always a – it's yeah. certainly below 50% of the total, right? Noise is, is always the majority. As I develop more, you get more and more noise. It becomes harder to get the signal. Um, you know, we were just looking at um, somebody's setup, and I think they had – well, actually, this isn't the worst one because I looked at one a couple months ago, and I think they had 700 – I Actually think they had more dashboards than they have employees.
2: Oh my god. 700 dash- sure. dashboards? Yeah. Yeah. Wow.
1: Yeah. Yeah. The the one we just looked at I think they had 50 some dashboards.
2: I've seen I've seen You know what I think but not 700 I think, dashboards.
1: I think I'm going to come up with your your dashboard to employee ratio. If your dashboard to empo- I can tell you this, if your dashboard to employee, <laughs> employee ratio is greater than 1, that's definitely a problem. I, I think I can safely say if it's above 0. 0.5 to one,
2: I was going to say,
1: <laughs> um, so the one we just looked at, if you think about it, I think they're at about, you know, 67%. They have 67% of dashboards to their employee count. Um, and, and so the difficulty there, and, and look, I get it. Cause these systems, they, they can, we can measure so much. So we start measuring everything. And in which case we actually know less than we did before. Um, so, so the first one, the first type of cost is just what's the velocity cost. The the second cost is what's the time. Um, and, and but by the way, the other velocity cost is for the people that are that that the tool is supposed to enable. So, if we're talking about CRM, we are talking about sales, marketing, customer success, customer support. Mm-hmm. How much time does it take them to be able to? iterate adjust add and and time in in hours of how much time does it take to do this and time also in chronology right so so if we have to go to a different like if i have to go to it to then request this and then to go through this whole like yep. there's a time element that just means you're not you, you've lost a large part of the benefit of of tech you know it, does this report real time like i've seen does this report real time Yeah, oh, yeah absolutely except it takes them seven weeks to update a simple thing. So yeah, yeah, the reporting is real time. But by the time you get it, you actually it's no longer relevant. Um, so I had, I had a company actually a company I'm talking to right now, um, looking at a significant cost probably in the you know, probably for for annual, we're probably gonna be about $300,000. Um, first year, so counting the implementation, probably mm-hmm. looking at about a half million.
0: Um, mm-hmm. and, and
1: what the um, talking to the chief operating officer and he said, look, you know, part of the issue is, you know, we're, we, we, pay $30,000 for our CRM right now, 30,000 yeah. dollars a year, cause it's, it's on-prem. They just pay the, the ongoing maintenance license support. Um, and I said, well, well, you write a check for $30,000. Yeah. Right. Because you have three people that are, that are, that are supporting it. You have three IT people that are supporting it. Right. Right. Well, all of a sudden you look at that, wait, you know, the, the price is different. So how much time chronology mm-hmm. and, and time of people is it going to take to implement? Mm-hmm. How much, how much are you going to continue to carry your legacy costs? How much is spent in development? How much time is it going to take to develop what you want to do? And by the way, um had a great conversation with someone yesterday because, because they got it before I said it, it was you know, he's like, look, I'm, I'm sure you guys are going to be able to get this to, to implement fine. I'm sure everything's going to be fine on, on implementation, right? He said, my concern is the day after implementation. Yeah. Right. And I and, and I always call that day two. And I think, you know, it, it's one of the big mistakes that get made. We're all so focused on day one. We forget day two is where, is the only well, thing that matters. It's,
2: inter- it's interesting that you bring that up because I, I deal, I think I deal far more frontline when we kick off and- that question is one of the most common questions i get at kickoff it's like okay this this is all great the path to launch is clear what happens yep. after that and i don't think i don't think that that gets considered nearly enough because everybody's hyper focused on the launch
1: correct and 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 that is a that is a symptom of the technology is driving the process not the business process because what happens next well what happens next is the business process yeah and and the technology needs to be in a place to stay in a line you know to stay connected to that um so speed versus velocity what's your velocity cost what's the time cost what's the direct cost that's you know the spend um, yep. and then and then there's a utilization cost um, utilization is is how fast are you able to iterate what's the impact on productivity? One of the things that I think is the most valuable measurement of impact. And, and and actually, this is where I, I know we're talking about CRM implementation. But you know, I have a take on um, marketing attribution, right? Yep. Here's how I know marketing and CRM are doing their job. Am I able to do more with the capacity that I have as a result mm-hmm. of their actions? Yep. So so impact on productivity? and 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 direct productivity and indirect productivity because mm-hmm. you know the teams that are using the tool have tremendous impact upstream downstream and sidestream to other areas how much does that drive yeah those places so it's so like i can show in a lot of places where your your crm like we don't have a sales problem and i agree with you you don't have a sales problem right the crm is not going to change your sales velocity it's going to change your operational cost, it's going to change, right, it's going to impact all of those things. Um, and, and by the way, a, a key element of productivity is adoption and utilization. Um, and then and then the other element of utilization is, is you know, how much time is spent on uh, tranches of activity. And to keep it simple, how much time is spent on low value activities, versus high value activities, why do we invest in technology? Well, one of the primary reasons we should be investing in technology is to enable people to spend less time in low value activity, and more time in high value activity. Yeah. And all too often, they don't. And the reason for that is because the business process isn't clear, it's not mapped to. And so you end up having people that and this, you can go back to our Conversations on the role of admins, you know far too often, we end up you know cleaning up the data of right yeah and, and or or somebody asks for reporting, but they're not really clear on what's the job that the reporting is doing, and so the reporting that they get never quite tells them what they need, so someone then has to go in and then adjust this and move to that and Well, that, that
2: connects directly to the business process being the driver. Cause I find when, when, when those things are happening, it's often because the process, the business process is not clear. And so we're trying to basically blunt force into the, into the CRM and we'll like just use it, figure it out. And, and it ends up taking up more time. And then, and then, and that's where you lose adoption.
1: Mm -hmm. You lose adoption there, no question. But I, I, I think the key place where you, where you lose adoption is whenever you if I have to take the sidewalk and it's faster to cut across the grass, yeah. I'm gonna cut across the grass. Sure. Yeah. Of course. And, and you know what? I'm gonna cut across the grass unless the VP of administration is there. Right? You know what I mean?
2: Yeah, no, I, I do I do and, know what you mean.
1: And that's how far too many people use CRM. It's like, yeah. Oh wait, oh they're looking okay, I'm gonna log this in there. Right. Um oh they're not looking okay, I'm cutting across the grass.
2: Yeah. That's what that's what sales reps do.
1: You know, in fairness, that's not what sales reps do. That's what
2: that's everybody what everybody that's what people do. Yeah, That's what everybody does. Yep.
1: Cows do it too, by the way.
2: Oh, do they? <laughs> they stop when the when the administrator is there, and go on the sidewalk.
1: Yeah, yeah. When 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 the when the rancher is there to to move them to go in a different direction. Do you know why, Do you know why the roads in Boston are so messed up? They were all cow paths.
2: I did not know that.
1: Yeah. So, so like, I mean, if you go back years and years, you know, when it's so you the roads got paid basically where the cows, you know, that were delivering whatever. Um, Interesting. You know, at, um, animals, we are, we are programmed to take the path of least resistance. It's why if someone gets lost on a mountain and you search, you search at the mm-hmm. bottom, you don't search on the top. Yeah. People go down, right? When they're lost, that. they go down the mountain, they go, they go up the mountain. Right, because because yeah. so much of their brain power, you know, like that's why mountain climbing is a thing, because the natural, you know, you have to go against nature. Right, the path of least resistance is where you're going to go. How do you make, you know, how how do you find the path of because here's the other thing too. Who, what salesperson, what marketing person, what what success person is is rewarded because. They use the tool correctly, but fail to accomplish the outcome. Oh no, no one. Right, and 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 by the way, why would we want to? Oh sorry, yeah, Mr. Customer, of- I'm sorry, Mr. Customer, but I have to fill out 17 things before I can send that to you. Um, and I know you're ready to write me a check. You know what? If you're ready to write me a check right now, you write me a check. We'll figure out how to handle that. And and I'm exaggerating a little bit, but but yeah, I mean, there's 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 and 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 i get it and and just you get it right because you you approach it both because of your mindset and the role that you're in from the process and it's so easy to fall into well no that's not how we do it
2: right yeah and then and
1: then and then it's well why not why why is that not how we do it what what's wrong with this well well we're not getting the information that we need okay well is there a way that we can do it like this is there a way we can enable this because it shortcuts the path where we can get the information
2: you and i have had knockdown, dragout drag out fights <laughs>
1: and and what and where does it usually end
2: it usually ends and and we find a solution that's better <laughs> doug usually wins this is a shocker um, to everyone well, sure. but
1: but, n- but not not not, because, not, of not because
2: of no 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 i i'm i'm right. joking but yeah no because that that is the like, usually the path of well, we do it that way because the process is not, it's not the right answer.
1: Well, and, and, and here's, and here's a big example of cost versus price, right? Um, we want to gain more information about somebody. And so our forms get longer. And so our conversion rates get, get shorter and, and there's a whole trend going against forms and, and, oh, by the way, I don't know about the information that you fill out on a form, but I don't fill out the right, I mean, I. I mean, the, the, the top option in the dropdown always is the number one response. Right. And so, so it's not even all that yeah, valuable and reliable. And and like, so here's a question and I love this, you know, and we used to ask this question. We want to require company email addresses. I totally get that. We then ask company name. Why are we asking their company name? If we have their email, if if we know their email domain? Well, I, I want to save my team time from having to, to type that in. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, you know, why not pay for a tool that does that automatically and now you right? right or but I also want to know this and this and this okay well that's where that's where lead augmentation data comes in and all of a sudden hey yeah but that stuff that's 30 40 50 grand okay well let's take a look what is that information worth how much time right that that's what we're talking about
2: right, right. that
1: that's where technology gets its bang for the buck right but but you know how many people have those lead augmentation tools but have never designed the business process for it to feed in and accelerate that, that it ends up not going anywhere.
2: Oh, you're gonna make my head hurt. <laughs> I'm living this with a few people right now,
1: so. Right, but, that, but that's what cost is. Yeah. right. That, yep. That's what
2: cost uh, is. Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's, it's time cost, it's cost on the tool because you're not fully leveraging it. So you lost, lost there, yeah, yeah, 100%, 100%. All right, let's talk about um, status quo
1: and the cost of status quo. So the status quo is, is, is a really interesting, um, it's an interesting beast because in some ways it gets a bad rap and in other ways it deserves to be sent down to the seventh level of health. Um, wow, tell us how you I really just, feel. I just wanted to say something for a fact. Um, <laughs> look, there's a cost to change. There's a cost to change. You know what if if you need to have heart surgery there's a there's a cost to that um it's gonna hurt you're gonna feel like a mac truck drove across your chest yep and you know what you need to do it anyways right um and so i i get frustrated because everyone wants to tell you i mean look if you don't make this change you're i'm i'm we're talking to a company right now that that Literally has, I mean, it's literally individual spreadsheets. They're not even using collaborative spreadsheets. It's, they're using- My favorite, my favorite. Excel, okay. Well, and, and, and this company is doing 800 to 1.3 billion, 800 million to 1.3 billion. Do, do they have to change? No. They're doing 800 to 1.3 billion. I, no, no, look, don't get me wrong. I don't know how they're doing 800 million to 1.3 billion that way, but they are. Um, and so something has to be working. Because by the way, they're doing hundred million to one point three billion and they're making money like they're very profitable um and and so there is that and by the way, and they have a major fear because our team doesn't use it um, the people in the field aren't particularly technologically savvy on and on and on so we're concerned we'll you know we've got to keep it simple again mm-hmm. and they let all we want to pay oh. for the simple implementation. All I need right, is, right.
2: all I need is.
1: <laughs> um, and, and think about, you know, will our people adopt it? And, and the answer is, the question is not, will they adopt the CRM? The question is, will they adopt the business process? Now, yeah. I would say that if you can execute the business process that you want to execute without using new technology, Yeah, and I would do that. Yeah, the best technology is none. That's why I like to take naps, a state of nothingness. Um, There it is. So, what you have, like the real cost of the status quo, and and it's hard to identify. And this gets back to what's the outcome, what's the performance that needs to change before you talk about the process is there is a cost of friction right now to emphasize all friction is not bad but friction should be highly tied to areas of real value creation friction is a cost it is an invisible cost and and one of the difficulties is whenever you look at whenever you try to identify and label friction they're always small things that don't need a lot, and I use the analogy that they're very much like barnacles on a boat, right? And 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 by the way, you're always going to have friction. You're never going to be in a one hundred percent optimal, right? There's there, there's no such place. Um, entropy is always increasing. Friction is always increasing. Mm-hmm. Um, but you need to understand what your cost of friction is. And how much of what are you doing today, you're doing because that's how you do it, as opposed to what you're doing today is because you're doing it by design. So I have no problem with not changing. I'm a fan of not changing. And as a matter of fact, I've learned a very, very hard lesson. As an idea person as a strategy person. I love to come in and say, Hey, let's change this up. Yeah. I come in and say, Hey, this has been working really well. It's been working really well for the last three years. I don't know about you guys, but I'm kind of getting bored by it. So let's I wanna, change I it wanna, up.
2: I, let's let's change our project management software, Jess. Let's let's do that for fun. I, I'm I'm aware.
1: Where's the challenge here? Um, right. So so I am, you know, I'm all for not changing. Again, right. I'm sorry. I learned the I learned the hard way that i'm wrong more often than i'm right that we need to change yeah right yeah but but that needs to be choice the choice to change the choice to not change it can't be um it can't be default right when you don't change you're making a decision not to change right when i was at when i was a financial advisor i worked with people with with very highly concentrated stock positions remember one of my favorite stories i did it many times but he had a um, he had five million dollars of of investments. He had like 4.3 million in ExxonMobil. Mm-hmm. He was an executive at Exxon Mobil. Um, and and we're talking about I lay out an investment strategy. He's like, Doug, this looks great. Um, but you know, let let, let let's wait before we do anything with uh, with Exxon. Mm-hmm. And, and by the way, it was always that you know, if if Exxon was in a down um trend it would be let's wait for exxon to come back if exxon was in an uptrend it was like let's wait for exxon to finish that uptrend like like we would know when that's gonna happen right and and so i would say to him i'm like okay no i get it um because what he would says look i don't want to change things up until i said okay no i get it i said i'm curious i want you to pretend for the moment that you have no money you're absolutely i mean you're 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 not homeless like you're living your life but but literally you know Every day, the money that you spend is the money that you have. You have right. no other money. And your yeah. fairy godmother comes down and says, I'm going to give you $5 million on, on uh-huh. one condition. And that condition is you have to invest all of it. Uh, my question to you is, how much of that $5 million are you going to invest in ExxonMobil? Uh-huh. And the response was always, well, I mean, that's a good question. But, but Doug, I would definitely invest. I definitely put a significant amount of it in, in ExxonMobil. ExxonMobil is a good stock. And I replied, yeah, no, no, I absolutely. I think XML is a great stock. Back then it was. Oh, it probably still is. Um, I said, but would you put 80% of it? Would you put $4 million yeah. in it? And, it and, the, and the answer was always, you know, whatever no. the number was, was different. The answer was always, well, no, I wouldn't put that much in. I said, right. right. Here's what I want you to understand. When you have money invested in the stock market, every morning you wake up, you, your fairy godmother comes down and says, here's the money. Do you want to buy or do you want to sell? and every day you don't make a sell decision mm-hmm. you're making a buy decision so every day right. you're buying 4.2 million dollars of xmo right so so the the idea that the status quo means things aren't changing that's the myth that's what you have to understand so you need to understand what is the cost of your status quo right what is the cost of friction and then what is the impact of acceleration technology is not a solution business process is the solution technology is an enabler and accelerator and you know if 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 you're driving the barney rubble special and you go out and you get a wonderful exterior but you're still you know it's still your feet that are moving the car right then again nothing has really changed goes back to what what is the change that needs to happen in the business process that's going to drive how you evaluate and understand what's needed? Because okay, the focus should be, and I'm going to give a caveat. The focus should always be on what is it worth, not what does it cost. Mm-hmm. Because if you get on what does it cost, you're you're not going to be in a total cost mindset. You're going to sure. be focused more on price and And you're going to diminish the key things that make the difference and, and And if you look at what your cost of implementations are, very rarely are they the difference between organization success or failure. Now that does not mean spend money for the sake of spending money and And I've had some people try to give me the what's it worth right like if if I could you know do whatever, you know what would that be worth? And my answer to them sometimes is, look. Uh, that's a moronic question because either what's it worth is literally invaluable.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Like what would it be worth if I could give you perfect health? My response is fuck it. Um, you know, or, or uh, do we need to get a, are we going to get an explicit warning on the podcast? We, we, we might,
2: we might. Um, <laughs>
1: I don't think that's the first F bomb I've dropped on this.
2: Probably show. not. It probably, and I've probably dropped a few. Oh,
1: I'm sure. Right. Um, the, you know, there, there's a place where, look, you know, that might be worth $5 million, but I'm not paying you $5 million for that. Right. Right. Um, so so yeah, there's, there, there there's a, um, you know, what's it worth is not unlimited by, right. by any stretch of the imagination, but, but you do, de- but you do need to understand, and this is what we're going to get into in the next episode. Um, you do need to understand what is the outcome that you're trying to achieve what are the inputs that you need to have? So that and this is what a good CRM will do. This is what any good system will do. A good CRM will enable your team to focus on the process to focus on have good process and let the outcomes take care of itself. Bill Walsh's uh, autobiography, I love the book, the score takes care of itself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ask a hitter. The worst thing that you can think is to go up and say, I need to get a hit. If, if you're focused on the result, it's gonna send you down, right? What I wanna do is I wanna have a good at bat. If I can string together a series of good at bats, then success takes care of itself, right? And, and, and that's why again, the business process drives that. And when you tie your, your enablers to your process, to your outcomes, Right, realizing that it's a complex ecosystem, so it's, there's always variations and deviations that are happening. Yep. that's how you get to this point of predictable growth. That's how you get to this uh, idea of scale. Yep, um, and and when you when you go halfway, that's a lot of times where, you know, for me at least, that, that halfway is is let the, that- the is not worth the squeeze. That fall
2: that falls in the same category as me it's paying too little i mean you're
1: well yeah it does right
2: yeah yeah the same thing
1: now now i should say that that uh, and we and we probably want to dig in this in the next episode what what we talk about when you're uh, again with a crm platform you should be launching your crm three to four times per year yep yep um and, and so what you're doing when you're rolling something out. So remember, if you're changing a core piece of technology, you're changing behavior. Um, so it is, it is change management. Um, it is an ongoing iterative process. And what you need to do, we talk about defining the next milestone of complete. What is complete? My, and by the way, definition of complete for me is uh, where's the juice worth the squeeze? And, 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 and how do we call it done? Yep. Um, and, and what people do because they define too much by what's wrong with the current situation is they get from being broken to not broken. But not broken doesn't mean fixed. And fixed yep. doesn't mean healthy. Yep. Right? And, and so you get to the not broken phase and the, and the difficulty there is it has no staying power. Mm-hmm. You get you get a modicum of immediate improvement, which is driven more by attention than anything else with a l- little bit of process support, but yep. you've actually just added more legacy cost and more complexity.
2: Yep. I agree. <laughs> All right. Um, so I have a couple of key takeaways. Um, the The CRM implementation is a process improvement initiative. I like that. You know, I thought it was an IT initiative, but- That was a joke.
1: (laughs) No, no, I know. So so it is a process improvement initiative. And if you want it to have any impact, it needs to be tied to a performance improvement initiative.
0: Yep.
2: Yep. Um, key areas to consider are the company size, the team size, the roles of who's going to be using the system, and then understanding your overall tech stack. Um, and then I I really liked what you said around status quo and understanding the cost of status quo and the myth of the status quo is that nothing's nothing's changed, um, which I think it's, like, I see that all the time.
1: So those were my key. And, and what I'm saying is if someone comes in and says, this is going to be easy or this is going to be inexpensive and you're talking about an initiative that matters, what you need to ask in response is, Were these magic
0: grits?
2: I almost asked somebody that when I to talking about data migration this week. I'm not going to lie. <laughs>
1: And on that, we will uh, keep you waiting for part three, where we're going to get into the areas of cost and and we're going to give you some guidance on what to expect.
2: All right. Until next time.
0: And that's a wrap on this episode of The RevOps Show. As a reminder, this is turning into a three-part series, so don't forget to listen to part one and stay tuned for part three. If you enjoyed this episode, please make sure to go subscribe on Spotify and Apple Podcasts, leave us a review, and share the episode. If you have any questions you would like to ask Doug or Jess about this series around CRM implementations and what they should cost, or anything else RevOps related, email me at hannah at ImagineLLC.com or hit us up on Twitter at Demand Creator. Until next time, remember, you can't solve your upstream problems downstream.